We are the girls from Boxcar A, and we're here to talk and teach about The Walking Dead with you. I'm Pamela. And I'm Taya. And welcome to episode 22 of The Girls in Boxcar A. Tonight, we're going to review episode 11-3, Hunted, and um, we're going to discuss the children of the apocalypse, what I like to call the next generation. I'm just glad to be out of the tunnels, so (laughs) let's hit it. Out out of tunnels and into churches. Yes. Yeah, in the woods. <laughs> in the woods by the metro. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, some, <laughs> some more nonsensical stuff to talk about. So, but the, the one thing that stood out um, to me in this episode um, for our stuff and things uh, section is um, uh, the, the song Don't You Forget About Me from the 80s keeps coming to mind when I think of the, the scene with Gracie, Judith, RJ, and Herschel. Uh, it was a, there were a couple of scenes in there that really showed me the next generation of the apocalypse. And, um, and the, these were the kids that were born after the fall. They don't know a life without walkers. And in all their cases, they lost at least one, if not both, of their natural par- natural parents. Um, that you know, they died when they were when they were babies. And I'm going to throw Adam into the general conversation because uh, he's mentioned throughout this episode as well. I felt this was an episode that really focused on the kids. That baby's really going through parents. Yes, he is. How many of them did he lose? One, Poor two, kid. Three. Yeah. So, um, you know, these, these, many of these kids were essentially, ado- uh, essentially adopted, but all of them, except Herschel, actually grew up in a relatively stable community. So what do these kids all have in common? Well, they all know walkers of a way of life. They didn't have to adjust uh, along for the good old days before the walkers. And they all know how to handle themselves around walkers. It's just part of their everyday life. They grew up with this. They are the generation that were born right at the fall. They're used to their parents being away for long periods of time on missions. That was a topic of conversation where they were talking about how their parents go away, but always tend to come back. Um, and they know things like like death and and hunger. It's it's a part of their their daily existence. But for all of that, many of them were brought up in a relatively safe environment behind the walls. I get I don't get the sense that they've suffered much trauma. I know that sounds kind of weird, given you know the fact that they are growing up in an apocalypse, but they're parents have able have been able to provide them with some sense of stability in this world except for Herschel Herschel didn't have that um Herschel for as little as he said he said a lot he talked about 
you know, traveling around a lot. He traveled, he talked about having to eat whatever he could find on the road. Maggie talked about some of the things that him and that uh, her and her children had seen. Uh, he's seen much, much more than the other kids have. And it, it really shows. Um, he was downright matter of fact about all he'd seen, how he's eaten when he was on the road talking about, you know, even eating spiders and how he used to move around a lot. His life was far different from the other kids. And yet yeah, they're thinking all of that. Mm -hmm. Thinking of that, I'm going to feed my kid a spider. How nutritious, <laughs> how nutritious can that possibly be? And it's just gross. I'm not yeah. my kid eat a spider. No. Yeah. All I can think of is, um, Oh my God, there's a, a survivalist television show. Was it Bear Grills or something or Grill yeah. Bears or something like that? My husband yeah. used to watch that. And I, I don't understand the whole spider thing. He used to do it a lot too. Yeah, he used to, I watch it every once in a while, although I think he's very entertaining. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he would eat bugs and, you know, whatever that he could find, drink piss and all that. And I'm, yep. I'm not, I'm just dying in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> zombie, <laughs> zombie's not going to get me. Being a picky eater is going to get me because <laughs> I'm not doing any of that shit. I'm not eating any bugs, especially not like a cricket or something like that. And I'm not drinking piss. I'm not killing a horse. No. Well, These horse. are the things I'm not doing. Yep. And I'm but not. But obviously Herschel has. Yeah. You know, um, and the other kids have it. You know, even the whole, you know, the eating the horse scene, the other kids were repulsed, but Herschel was just, you know, yeah, no, you just eat it like this, you know, giving them tips. Yeah. Uh, and that really showed me the difference between how these kids have grown up versus how Herschel had grown up. And Herschel really, struck me as a kid who had seen a lot of trauma or had been going through a lot of trauma with the other kids not yeah, the Mandy, same way maggie um had taken him away with after the whole you know negan thing when lauren cohen went to do that other show mm -hmm. and you know, like with Georgie, they were looking for other communities and all. So apparently she took Herschel everywhere that she went, which was good, but also bad, I guess, because mm -hmm. he was with his mother. But you even see like with other, I'll mention other kids that we have met along the way, like the Anderson kids, Ron and Sam, mm -hmm. they had pretty much been behind the wall since the ZA started, even though they didn't really grow up in it we saw ron still had video games and things like that they mm -hmm. but they weren't out where the walkers were because alexandria was sheltered right. that's where they were sent to when the fall happened so they had never been exposed to any of that so they were caught between you know the i guess the herschels and the judas and the older kids that had you know, memories of everything from the world before. Right. They were the and, teenagers of the apocalypse, but they yeah. knew the world before. Yes, but they 
were still basically living in that world because they yeah. hadn't been exposed to anything outside. At least like with Enid had, you know, we saw her ripping that turtle apart and, uh, yep. and eating it raw and things like that. And we know, of course, Carl's experience and everything, but the kids in Alexandria, they were kept separate from that, which is you know why they were all eaten. Yep. And also the kids from World Beyond, they've been presented like that they've been, you know, grown up in the ZA, but not really because of their age. We know that they knew something before that. They weren't babies when the fall happened because we saw Hope and Iris's experience and how that little mini blazer boy, how his, <laughs> mo- how, how his you know, pregnant mother was killed. So it, they weren't babies, but they were, you know, very young growing up in it. And we saw how when they decided to go beyond the wall and, you know, travel to find Iris and Hope's father that they were kind of, you know, lame out there. They didn't really have that exposure. They didn't have that exposure to walkers, even though they eventually, you know, began to kill them and be a little. little they had never, prof- yeah. They had never yeah, even they, had a kill before. Yeah, but they were a little more proficient at it than I. I feel like they would all stepped out and got eaten. I don't think, (laughs) you know, if it was not for Felix, like coming along because he had been out there, Mm -hmm. but not those kids. And I think corduroy jacket would have been the first to go and (laughs) um, probably Silas and all of them would have been dead within 20 minutes. I'm telling you. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, but, but you still, you see the contrast of the ones that were, you know, little, little tiny, as opposed to like, you know, 10 year olds growing up in it and then teenagers growing up in it, you can Mm -hmm. see like every level, but Herschel is special to that. And it seems like he's the only one that's been on the road almost constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, you can see, yeah, you can see what they're doing with this character. You know, you can see the route it's probably going to take, especially if you're a comic reader. Herschel was, you know, we've discussed this before, was not a, not a good person in the comic. Oh. And it looks like he's maybe going down that road again, which kind of breaks my heart because he's so cute. Yeah. And he reminds me so much of Glenn. He has, a, you know, um, the actor he plays him, Kean Spiller, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he has captured the essence of Glenn, the mannerisms, the looks. Yeah, early Glenn oh, with the little baseball Early hat. Glenn with the baseball cap, right. Early pizza delivery Glenn. Yep. Right, with the, the, you know, the cold tone of a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, it, he's doing an amazing job, especially for his age. Yeah. Which bothers but, me. Um, just like it did in the comic because he was also like a sweet little boy in the in the comic and you want to see Glenn in him and appearance wise yes but Uh then man that was a punch in the gut at the end of the comic when it was apparent that he was such an asshole Asshole, and what he was doing I don't want to give too many comic spoilers, but mm-hmm. what he was doing for a living 
-hmm. and uh just i cheered on carl of course for putting him in his place temporarily and then you know maggie shows up to get him right out of it because you know she's president of the united states or or whatever they're calling it then i don't know the united states but you know so that was just terrible that uh you know what what carl had felt that he had to do because he was so upset with like uh, like us with the way the herschel turned out Mm -hmm. and then there was no lesson to teach him because maggie was right there continuing to yeah continuing to um uplift him being the biggest jerk (laughs) the biggest jerk left on the earth yeah she enabled him yeah we'll talk a little bit more about that like maybe in the spoiler section but uh but yeah i this little kid's so cute and i that's always in the back of my mind what's going to happen when he grows up right and he's such a mirror image of the other kids that are around him yeah you know the interaction i found was very uh, fascinating really the acting I thought was was awesome, but it, it bothered me to see. And when I look at these kids, I it, it reminds me almost of the 9-11 generation. You know, I was I, I was a teacher on 9-11. I had a class in front of me. We watched the, you know, the uh, buildings fall together. I um you know, I'm from the Boston area. Two of the planes took off from Boston. And uh, we're about four hours away from New York. So, um, yeah, it was traumatic for everyone. You're, you know, in the general area of Washington. So it was pretty impactful for you as well. But every year I would start the school year talking and teaching about 9-11. And For years, students and I would talk about where we were on that day and, you know, how we found out about things. And as the years went on, I started getting students that were younger and younger when 9-11 happened. So we weren't able to have those conversations. Uh, You know, they'd start saying, you know, well, I don't know. My mother told me, you know, I was an infant and, you know, she picked me up from, you know, daycare or whatever. But a couple of years ago is the first time I taught my 9-11 unit and none of the students had even been born yet. And they were of a generation that never knew a time before 9-11. And that's what I thought of when I saw these kids interacting is that they never knew a world before walkers. And uh, I, I found that very uh, poignant as well. You know, uh, it, it's all standard to them. Yeah. And they're being raised too. And we've seen that them out doing exercises with, um, with weapons mm-hmm. so that they can you know, kill walkers if they have to. Right. Which is, um, you know, important. Disturbing and important, but disturbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but, you know, it's good if they're prepared because as we know, the walls can always have some sort of breach. There can always be a tree that wasn't there before that a villain is going to cut down <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and damage a fence, the magic trees. 
they spring out of nowhere and then you're, you know, you're they're in trouble and you find your your backyard full of walkers so you have to keep them you know and that and I'm sure I'm sure they're also being taught that um <laughs> to be a late sleeper because maybe the person you're sharing a room with is going to die in the middle of the night and start yeah. to eat you <laughs> so you want to like and to know <laughs> and to know that as soon as someone dies you have to stab them in the head exactly you know you know that must be really tough to get a good night's sleep if you're sleeping oh. with someone mm-hmm. in the zombie apocalypse because um like i know there was a jerry seinfeld routine that he said and you know similarly it must be hard if you're a cannibal to get a good night's sleep because <laughs> yeah <laughs> someone shows up in your room and uh who are you you look hungry what do you want <laughs> and you know same thing with if you're rooming with somebody and you're waiting for them if they die in the middle of the night and come and try to eat you you're pro- i would have a room definitely to myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and well there was when we when the there was the prison set up you just you know put everybody in cells <laughs> well that didn't work out too well either yeah, no it look didn't at, look yep. at patrick yep <laughs> patrick, when patrick died he got in and you know immediately started eating people so you know and that's that's a scary thing you know somebody somebody passing away in their sleep and getting up to eat people and that also happened that also happened uh in what do they call gregory's house i Uh, I can't i can't remember but you know uh, when everybody was staying in there and um Mm -hmm. you know people started 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 dying in their sleep because they were sick and popping up and eating everyone yep so um yeah that's a real thing yep these are the things these kids are used to and i i just thought it was a very um you know interesting dynamic in this episode that uh i thought we could discuss before we get into the (laughs) what's going to be a very fun analysis (laughs) you know and i just thought that i just thought this in the middle middle of the night i'm going to remember the name of gregory's house and i'm going to sit up and go oh for a listener bin that does not know pam and i discussed before this started i'm doing this i'm doing this uh podcast horizontally because i'm laying in bed (laughs) i'm I'm a little tired (laughs) and you know my brain's not working so anyway we'll go ahead and get into this episode now though okay yeah so um short summary of the episode Maggie gets everybody killed and a horse is a horse unless it's dinner. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much what happens. Um, Maggie mm-hmm. continues her, her quest uh, to find the supplies that Georgie left, I guess. I, I, at one point I was like, where is she going again? Because <laughs> you know, she kept saying, stick with the plan, stick with the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Negan kept trying to tell her that the plan is shit <laughs> and her people kept getting killed and that was essentially the maggie part of the episode um the other part of the episode was the um carol and the girls going out looking for horses and they find their horses and then carol decides one of them needs to be lunch and well, I think that she, that was her plan. <laughs> no, I know that was her plan from the beginning. Yeah. But, you know, unless you have the spoilers, 
came as a huge surprise. It's just this beautiful moment with them coming back with these horses and then, yeah. And then Carol slices one of their throats. And I have to say it was much more graphic than I thought it was going to be. Um, I, you know, and I, I knew it was coming of course, because of, of you. Um, but I can and tell you the people on your board, I know you were having some technical difficulties with the chat, but uh, the people on your board, they were horrified. Yeah, I was lurking yeah. and I was, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for that. I knew it was gonna come and I turned yeah. away, I didn't watch it. Yeah, that was awful. But uh, yeah, so that, that was pretty much the episode. Um, and uh, I'm going to attack it this way. I'm gonna do some highlights. Some low lights, a lot of low lights, and um, some things that uh, I've noticed. So highlights, as I said before, the kids. The kids, I love those kids. I thought the scene, the scenes with them were definitely a highlight. And um, I'd, I'd love to see an episode just with the kids because I'm liking them better than the adults. So... The kids definitely a highlight. Another highlight was Negan. I love him being the voice of reason. I love his attitude. I love how he handles Maggie. Um, he had a line that just had me, um, at one point people are, there's someone screaming and Maggie starts, you know, going towards where her screaming and Negan just completely deadpan says, so we're running towards the screaming now, okay. Just once again, the chorus character, what everyone is thinking, you know, why the hell are you doing this? And he kept saying to Maggie, you know, you need to decide what you're going to do. You need to decide. And this plan is shit. And trying to convince her that, you know, they're on the same team. I just, I just love Negan in this episode and how he was completely unfazed by Maggie who was constantly telling him what a piece of shit he is and how everything that's happened is his fault. Um, another highlight is I loved the scene with the horses. I thought it was beautifully shot. Um, Kelly uh, has a conversation about that if a horse lets you touch his ears, that means he trusts you. And that comes up you know, later on when they're gaining the horse's trust and the horse is all coming back into the pens. And um, once again, I think it's Kelly that says oh, they're coming home. They want to come home. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. And let me, I'm sorry to interject sorry. for a minute, but bringing up Kelly. Why is Kelly mad at Magna? But yeah, not Carol? I, I didn't get that. I did not understand that. You know, what could Magnum, uh, they camouflaged themselves, her and Connie, when they made it out of that cave yeah. and they were with a bunch of walkers. So they got separated. Yeah. That is not Magna's fault, but it yeah. is Carol's fault that she went, cha you know, chasing after Alpha. And then it was her fault that the cave collapsed in the first place, but Kelly's okay with Carol. Well, Kelly's not, not only okay with Carol, but at one point, Magda says that Kelly looks up to Carol and idolizes her. I, I, why? Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> I, because... I also didn't catch that connection between the two of them. I didn't 
you know. Well, they, they had that conversation during the, 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 the end season. of the Whisper War. Right. When but they were, I, I still know. didn't see this, this great, gee, I look up to you. I mean, there was a healing, but. I, um, I didn't understand that whole thing. If yeah. I was Kelly, I would do what Miko did and punch Carol because yeah. <laughs> that 1000% was her fault. She's yeah. always acting first and doesn't worry about the consequences and her with that um you know wily coyote dynamite that always just happens to appear <laughs> out of nowhere blowing up that cave what did she think was going to happen yeah. and that was completely her fault and if connie would have died and if magna would have died that would have been on carol too and kelly just seems like is she oblivious to it does she yes. not under, understand that that's such a stupid thing and then magna has been like family to her mm -hmm. and they've been traveling together all that time and she knows magna loves connie but she knows how thick that um whole herd was at that time that was traveling with the whispers and certainly that was no fault of magna's that she got separated from connie mm -hmm. although i have yeah. no idea how in the hell connie ended up at Ocean. the uh, the beach where yeah um the ocean side his face showed up yeah oh um virgil yeah, yeah where virgil showed up and from i don't know wherever she was with magda but anyway that makes no, absolutely no sense for kelly to be okay with carol yeah and not okay no, with magda. no i i i don't understand that either Rubbish. Um, Rubbish. I, I, <laughs> I love i love kelly as a character overall i think she's she's a great oh, yeah, character she's great. She, I, yeah. it doesn't make any sense, sense for her no. to act that way no no but i did like how she was the one that was saying you know well the horses are coming home and um you know with, with the trust uh, of them and this there was a nice little call back to buttons there uh aaron at one point um you know talks to carol about how him and daryl went out and uh, it wasn't a successful um quest for a horse and um well, you know aaron wasn't trying to eat the horse though no that's true <laughs> but it was um i i just i just love the scene with the horses and um you know a throwback to episode one of course um we had mentioned that um in the first episode the scene opened with the uh the female characters going down into the uh the bunker and now you have them out again on another quest so a little parallel Lism there. Um, another thing that uh, I liked was actually, I, I liked Rosita's dream about Abraham. I like when they call back other characters that had, you know, died and they reference them. And I just have a feeling that the dream is going to mean something. I'm not a fan of Rosita overall. If it wasn't for Coco, I'd really want nothing to do with her character at this point. But I did like that um, story about the dream and I'm, I'm interested to see if that goes somewhere. I'm sure it's a foreshadowing. Yeah, uh, I have some thoughts on that, but we'll get to I know. Father we'll <laughs> um, G. Another one of uh, uh, God, I, I'm really loving him. So he's got a knife sticking in his leg. 
he prays as he takes the knife out very, you know, strong and bravely. And then he sees one of the reapers and the reapers say, will you pray for me? And he's like, no, you just tried to kill my friends. And, right? yeah, and then when the reaper says, but you're a man of God, aren't you? And Gabriel Selectively. said, yeah. <laughs> I am selectively a man of God. God's not here. And then he just kills him. I mean, just, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> love the Gabriel can give no fucks. He is just a badass priest. He's I awesome. love it. People got to stop pulling like knives and stuff out of themselves without <laughs> making some kind of tourniquet or something first because yeah. it's amazing they're not bleeding afterwards. So. Yeah, that's very dangerous. And yeah. by this point in the zombie apocalypse, everyone has, I feel like, some kind of little janky medical training. And I'm looking, you know, somebody's. In the real world, they'd be bleeding to death doing yeah. that because, you know, there's a lot of big arteries and shit in your legs. Don't go yeah. yanking a knife out. No. Nope. Or, you know, same with like your um, your neck or any place or put some, at least put some pressure on it. <laughs> put some pressure on it. And, put like, a Band-Aid on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, something that drives me crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> every time I see somebody pull something out, I'm like, well, you know, why isn't this squirting? And, yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. I just very dangerous and he should know better by now he's been like cutting stuff enough and seeing people yeah you know. yeah. yeah um and my, fi <laughs> my final highlight was the final shot so Negan was um he took out a walker with his crowbar and there was a shot of him uh, actually, it wasn't really him. It was just a close-up of the crowbar, dripping blood, uh, Maggie looking at it. And it was a callback to when he killed Glenn. And he had the bat dripping the blood. And I just thought it was a... I just thought the shot was a real nice callback to that. I guess I'm the only one to think this, but I really didn't... I everybody that I know like kind of mentioned that, but I didn't really, I didn't really see it because it was a crowbar. I, you know, I guess if it was a bat or something bat shaped or something with some kind of wire on it, I would have been, I would have been like right there. But I just, I don't know. Didn't they have a bat around as a prop or something? Couldn't they? Couldn't they have just? I just felt like it was a little bit. Well, one of them had a bat. You know, yeah, but you know, them using the crowbar and her looking at her or whatever, it's just it could have been it could have been anything. Everything that they hit walkers with gets bloody. I just thought that that was a little a little lazy, and I didn't automatic that's not what I automatically thought until people started like, ooh, you know, and I was just like, yeah, why didn't they just find a bat? <laughs> I, don't know. I just wasn't that. I wasn't that impressed by it. I just felt like that was a little, little lazy. But that's just me. I have high <laughs> standards when it comes to my Negan. <laughs> so some of my realizations that I came to watching this episode was uh, first realization is Maggie's a really shitty leader. Sure. <laughs> I mean, literally everyone in her group dies except for Mask Man there, uh, Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. Everyone else is dead. So uh, that, yeah, that's not a good leader. 
Um, second oh, is Alden's still oh, technically alive. That's true. Yes, Alden's still technically alive. Yeah. But I was looking. I was looking at the group of um, the groups that she came in with. Um, uh, my second realization is Maggie must really like Alden more than Cage. Gage, uh, she couldn't save, she couldn't wait a few minutes to save him, and she came up with the lame excuse about, you know, not having enough bullets. But Alden, she'll carry through the forest, <laughs> and as he begs her to let him stay, she continues to argue with him that he needs to be saved. So, um, yeah, she must uh, she must really like Alden. And I completely forgot that Alden started out as a savior. Well, I think it's yeah. possible that the reason she did that is because of Enid. I was wondering, actually, if the reason she was doing that was because um, of Adam. Because she kept, little, she kept yeah, mentioning his, that, yeah. A little bit that because, and why is somebody giving Alden a baby? I don't, uh, no, I, I, yeah. Why are they giving all these single men babies? Uh, Aaron takes a baby, Alden takes a baby. That's a little, you know, not saying that single men can't be great fathers, but since they're the ones like going out on runs and stuff, mm -hmm. it's just, um, I, I don't know if that's the way to go, but yeah. I'm sure he's a fine father, Adam, but I think well, except he looks he looks like he just graduated from high school. He's yeah, adorable. I think he's adorable. And I, I know he is supposed like to be older. I know you don't like Golden. I know he's I supposed like to be older, but he looks like he just graduated high school. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think some of that too is because of Enid, though, because Maggie and Enid bonded, and that's who Enid mm. was with. You know, Alden was her little boyfriend. Yeah. Um, before she died. And I, I, so that's kind of, that is kind of nice that Maggie like is considering that. And I think that was like a little like call back to Enid, her, you know, sort of adopted daughter. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I think that's uh, part of the thing with Alden too. Right. And um, so she does end up leaving him in the church. He gets injured. She leaves him in a church in the middle of the woods where we've graduated from cabins in the woods to now churches in the woods. Uh, and in the wood near the metro station. At the metro. Yeah. Can someone explain? Now, you you live in the area. I mean, are there metros in the middle of the forest? I, no, no, there isn't. <laughs> no. Okay. If you go to a metro station, you know what's around? Uh, I, I'm, big ass parking lot. Because I'm guessing cities. Will, yeah. Yeah. In the city, there's usually a parking lot because people will, um, you know, like a kiss and ride. They'll leave their car, they get on, on the metro. So there's all these, this big ass parking lot. And then you have to go through the gates where the metro is and, you know, get your little ticket. Or, well, if you're like me, since I'm from the area, I have a metro card. So, the you know, we load up the metro card with money or whatever. And then you just swipe it, go through the turnstile and get on your train. And... You know, similarly, when you get off the metro at the next stop, it's the same sort of setup. There's, and it's, you know, city, 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 you, yeah. you know, where all the stops are. Yep. And there's also room for, because um, a lot of times when people commute, the metro only takes you so far. So you transfer to a bus to go yep. the rest of your way. Now we have the, or, we have a similar thing in Boston. We have the T 
It's called the MBTA, we call it the T for short. And it has a rail system, which goes underground the subway, okay, which is similar to your metro. We have a um, train, which we call the commuter rail that goes, that, the, that doesn't go underground at all. That's just all above ground. And those tend to go a little further out. And uh, then we have buses. So we have a very similar setup. And um, even when it goes to, you know, some not so city like areas, it still ain't in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and it's really not stopping or coming out in an area like that. And that was my, when I saw that and they're suddenly like in the woods and the reapers are getting to them, I'm like, what, How? where the hell yeah. is that metro station? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Although the Anacostia one is a little bit dangerous, there's still no woods around there. So definitely no place for the, the reapers to come out and get you. Don't leave your car there. <laughs> Don't leave your car there, man. But yeah, I usually um, go to usually the Greenbelt Metro Station is the mm. one that I catch. And around there, like I said, parking lot, parking lot, parking lot. And then around it is some city yep and office buildings and things like that because it, it's a commuter train right yep yeah why would Same it go into the yeah. woods yep. it's for people to get you know from one metro station to work or to an event um you know downtown in dc one stops near the um the stadium where they play hockey games um mm -hmm. one near the baseball stadium one you know near the yep. football stadium and things like that so yeah, yep. very, very similar for Boston, too. Yep. I'm going to go to Scott Gimple's house. I'm going <laughs> to knock on his door and we're going to catch a plane and we're going to Virginia and I'm going to show him there's no cabins in the woods here, man. There's no sheds in the woods and there's no woods near the metro station. Yep. Do you think he would have done that? Like, take a picture. <laughs> I don't know. All right, carry yeah. on. My third realization is that animals like children should not be around Carol. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Now my low lifes, as if that wasn't bad enough. So my first one is let's get separated again. Always. I am so sick of them getting separated. It's the last season. I would like to see the characters interact with each other. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Second is, of course, Maggie. She is just annoying. I'm losing any sympathy for her that I might have had over Glenn's death a decade ago. My third, Duncan and all of Maggie's group dies. So were they all just red shirts? Apparently. Yeah. And I know you uh, you really liked you really liked Duncan. <laughs> I did. I really yeah. liked Duncan. What what you call him? Um, Discount Tyrese. Tyrese. That's it. Discount Tyrese. <laughs> and it's been pointed out Tyrese was discount T dog. But right. So <laughs> um, fourth one is uh, the resurrected Reaper. <laughs> uh, will he just die already so maggie leads well she doesn't really lead so she uh, they end up separating and she ends up in a 
uh, a warehouse that's got like these weird mannequins, but nothing else there. Uh, and of course, conveniently place models and things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, my God, this guy gets stabbed. He gets pushed off the, you know, uh, a catwalk and he just kept coming back. This He's guy the just, child of Jason Voorhees yes. and Michael Myers. Yeah, he just would not die. So he's the resurrected Reaper. And even uh, Chris Hardwick said he wouldn't, he didn't, he wasn't dying. <laughs> so five, that plan sucks. Maggie's plan sucks. Negan has a point. We're talking mm -hmm. like Rick level sucks. So I, I, I don't understand her obsession with this plan. Six was low life Carol horsing around. <laughs> Call out to Ben. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was a Ben joke. <laughs> uh, seriously. I'm going to address that later. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> I am. Seriously, that scene was the worst I've seen. I, I don't understand why they had to eat the horse. I think it was unnecessary. Um, and as if people didn't hate Carol enough, now let's have her kill a horse. Although the scene of her washing her hands, I thought was very poignant in a Lady Macbeth sort of way. But she's another one that annoys me. She's just whiny. You had something you were oh, going to say? Um, yeah, Ben had also, our fan Ben had also pointed out to me that the um, military food that they found yeah um he said those are he, they found like a shit ton of them number mm -hmm. one and he said and those things have like i don't want to misquote him but i'm pretty sure he said like 1500 calories each mm -hmm. which is pretty much all the calories that you need in a day, you can yeah. Eat in a day. yeah yeah and i I don't even have that many calories in a day. So I could like eat half of one and I think I would be good. Yeah. And I don't um, know how much time elapsed or how many people are there, but they got duffel bags full of them. And I exactly I, certainly the kids couldn't have eaten that much. <laughs> yeah. So I think that they could have had them for long. I don't think that they were starving was the point because, yeah. and if they were going to, really try to convey that sort of starving desperation then don't have them get duffel bags and duffel bags of these right um you know field field meals that mm. if it's okay if it's good enough for the military to eat when they are out you know like I said on the field or fighting or whatever mm. then yeah i'm pretty sure that it can can feed these people for you know quite some time yeah so, you know i yes. i I see the point. And, and just the whole horse thing, I think that was unnecessary. No, no. And um, final low life was there was no princess, there was no Daryl, no Eugene, and no Jerry. So the characters that are our comic relief are, are enjoyable characters. It was a very heavy handed episode, or at least it tried to be. Um, and the one good part I felt, the horses and the, you know, the victory of bringing the horses back and it was ruined, of course, by Carol. 
So those are my low lights. Now one more point before you can do your um, <laughs> astute observation. Astute, astute <laughs> observation. Oh my bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like that uh, Negan and Maggie are forced to go on this journey alone together. You're gonna have a little bonding time, I'm sure. You can see where it's going. She's gonna end up forgiving him when he saves her or something along that idea. You're grunting. I know you You have something to say about that was, it. That was my raspberry. <laughs> Um, but I hope all of 11A isn't going to be this journey. Let's just wrap it up quickly. You know, let's just um, get our group back together and stop with these individual journeys that they're on. And that's all I got to say. All right. Well, I'm going to add some, some stuff. Let's say you, so, Supreme. I say blah. Not even sure. <laughs> Not even sure where to start. I love Lauren and JDM, of course, but I do not want to see this awkward Perry, the pairing, Perry, pairing mm -hmm. of Maggie and Negan. I'm sorry, this just would not happen. I'm not trying to be a comic snob, but I feel that I must. Um, <laughs> they should have exiled Negan after the Whisper War and let that be that until the Negan lives in the anthology miniseries or, you know, possibly like the um, evolution of the, the saviors in the anthology series, because fuck, this is a mess. As bitter, <laughs> as bitter, bitter, bitter as she is, in what world would she just not kill him? Yeah. This is a zombie apocalypse, you can kill anybody you want to. Right, right. They don't really need each other to get through this. I'm not buying that at all. She just told us that Chilling the Hills Have Eyes story about how she <laughs> killed all those deformed men and the pregnant walkers all by herself with a young child in tow, but she can't run from the Reapers alone. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, right. Oh, and Alden's dying, don't drag him around the woods with you. Shoot him in the head. That's <laughs> dead weight. That's dead weight. Yeah. You know, what is she doing? Just letting him letting him suffer. You don't need to do that in the zombie apocalypse either. You're with somebody, they're bitten, they're suffering, they're you know, dying anyway. Just Not like it hasn't been done before. Yeah, just go ahead and stab him in the head. Yeah. There's no reason to drag him around. Yeah. And I'm going to be mad about Duncan, aka Discount Tyrese, and Cole dying for the rest of my life. I can't I can't believe that all of them were wiped out. I wasn't as attached to like Agatha for whatever reason, but mm -hmm. even Pony Boy. And I can't believe how they <laughs> changed him into being a coward yeah. when he's been like the, the few episodes he's he's been in, he's been a really stand-up guy. And for him to have to say to Daryl, um, you know, when they were coming out of the tunnels, don't let my kids know that I died a coward. Yeah. Well, that's because you weren't a coward. Why did they suddenly make him a coward? That makes me so mad. Um, anyway, then going on to Father G. Watching him made me long for another Maze, Aaron, Gabe type uh, of episode because that was so. Seth is so fantastic, and he's given us a Father G we all need. Uh -huh. This is one of the only times you'll probably ever hear me cop to a huge, huge improvement over the comic uh -huh. because, in my humble opinion, that's how rarely it happens. But damn, I gotta say the truth: Aaron and Father G is a spinoff we need. Yep. Yeah. That would be fantastic. And I also can't wait for him to meet Princess. 
because I can't, I can't wait for them all to meet princess my god she, well she like softens She's, everyone yeah. so even though he's this you know father samuel jackson <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should call him from now on <laughs> yeah father samuel jackson g that's who he is um she just has that way with everyone and just wins everyone over and i would i would really you know enjoy seeing them the way he is I would like to see them meet because I, I like that. Yeah. And um, I do love the kids, but 100% agree that little Herschel is on that comic path. And again, why turn the comic on its head in so many other ways, but leave the one thing that I and many other comic fans hate, Maggie becoming and staying a brittle bitch and little Herschel growing up to be an asshole. Yeah. She completely screwed up by leaving Hilltop and taking Herschel on the road with her. If you have other options, which she did, that's no place to raise a kid in the ZA. And I just want to point out, too, that that's not what happened in the comic, though. She didn't yeah. leave like that. Right. Um, and he turned out like that anyway, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, just another thing that if they're going to go against the comic in that respect, then why not have them not be that way? Mm -hmm. You know that that's annoying me because he was a little shit even though he was behind the walls if they want to change it then then change it that's the only part of the comic that i would have to say i absolutely hated sorry robert kirkman you know i love you more than <laughs> life. but that's the only but but in the end still is a beautiful ending to the comic and i can't be too mad at that because everything else was so great i still like read it every once in a while and still cry and Mm -hmm. yes i love you robert kirkman always 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 we've had he's my longest relationship yeah well so okay so moving on to carol she didn't need to kill that horse just like we we talked about they had the military rations um nobody wanted to eat it no. all those kids looked like they'd been served a plate of dog shit yep you know no one well, except herschel yeah, well, except Herschel, he was going to with it, but I'm just completely over that woman. She could once again be a great character, but look at the things they have her doing. It's a waste. Why didn't she go on this mission <laughs> instead of going on a mission and catch horses and get That was just unnecessary, and it was unnecessary to show her um, kill it like that, too. Yeah. Yeah okay they were trying to show that it was difficult for her or whatever and you know show her face and how upset she was doing it yeah we get it okay she's a human anybody would be upset over that but we didn't need to be treated to that i thought that was that was overkill yeah yeah um she also annoyed me i'm just thinking of this now in the beginning when aaron was saying um was she on wall duty or something she was supposed to help with the wall and she didn't show up yeah, <laughs> she just she just didn't show up and decided she was going to go rogue on a on a mission on her own. And what she does yeah. all the time, and which well, is nonsensical. She knows yes. what's out there, and that just bugs the shit out of me. Because yeah, I I you know I know Aaron you know put her in a in her place in a kind of Aaron way, but I wish she was you know a little firmer about it and said, listen, you were assigned a job, you do the job. Exactly, you know. You know? And Aaron is basically becoming comic Rick yep. for all intents and purposes. And he should, he should just whack her yep. <laughs> with his little, you know, iron fist. 
literally yeah, whatever whatever <laughs> he has on it whatever he had on it that day yeah you should do that yeah that 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 pissed me off he should say hey let me tell you this little story about what happened to the guy this guy maze <laughs> <laughs> when he got killed with my hand yeah <laughs> get up on guard duty bitch so yeah hey, and, uh, and so, someone on the um on your board too is asking if they were just picking up the same pieces of wood over and over again because <laughs> it's i have no doubt yeah because uh, for the you know for the amount of time they've been working on this wall they ain't getting much work done <laughs> just seems to be the same pile of wood that's true okay so um i didn't care about rosita's dream the only time she pops up is to dream or hallucinate anymore <laughs> so enough let her be the mostly annoying badass she used to be minus the annoying because you know when the whole sadiq thing happened after that yeah she hallucinated that there was you know a whisper coming in to kill her and stuff and oh, enough enough of yeah, they always well, enough of the hallucinations overall. And <laughs> yeah, why do they have to keep if it's not a hallucination? And and whoever I don't know, maybe whoever was writing this episode or Gimple decided we haven't had a hallucination in a while. So can Rosita just have like a recurring bad dream? Can we do that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. And nobody needs it. And uh, lastly, I cannot believe that you boosted <laughs> Ben's dad joke. What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's not what we do here. <laughs> I'm going to have to put a stop to it. <laughs> Don't do that again. Now, you know, and, and just me saying this is, I, I know when he listens, it's going to make him all giddy. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one for you, Ben. Zero yep. for Taya, but it won't happen again. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so we can go ahead and rate this, this episode. Oh, I had a hard time writing this one. Um, Maggie and Carol are just too annoying for words. And of course, they both had to be in the same episode. So, yeah. Um, Negan and the horses made up for it. And um, just seeing Maggie go blindly towards her plan, which is, which is obviously a disaster, is frustrating. It's obviously being used just as a plot device to get her and Negan to travel together. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going with a 7.5. I'm going to go with a 7. A very uneven episode, and Maggie should have forgotten about that. Supply depot, cut her losses, and headed back home. She has a kid. Why is she even out there? Is Papa Herschel the only one that can draw a map? <laughs> you know, when when he was sending um, Daryl and that group yep. to the, the vet school and all, let me draw you a map because yep. he was you know, all gimpy at the time. <laughs> um, no wonder Daryl and Dog said fuck it <laughs> left. <laughs> and left. Yeah, so yeah, not exactly one of the most stellar episodes. It's just uh, very uneven. Yeah. So um now we're coming to the spoiler and predictions. I have I do have episode four spoilers. So yep. if you don't want that kind of thing, you can turn you it off your- now. Put your fingers in your ears, la, 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 la. Although you may miss a lot of great banter, but it's the price you pay. (laughs) I I got some shit to say. Anyway, so I'm going to get into it. So spoiler phobes, go on. Beware. Yeah. Okay. 
this is a Daryl episode and this time I feel like that's not a good thing which is one of the only times I'll say that because I love Daryl he's captured by the reapers but first he spots one in the distance with pretty eyes or some shit I don't know I think that's what because all you can see because they're wearing the mask the eyes yeah they're not recognized because ooh, can't have that um it should prize no one that it is Leah wow um I am shocked yeah she not only and she not only lets him get captured and tortured he's waterboarded like repeatedly um dog that's gonna be tough to watch yeah it it is it's let's 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 talk terrible oh my god let's torture Daryl again yeah so but she lets that happen and then dog sides with her too Daryl's like come on boy come on boy and and dog is staying with her anyone with a dog is gonna call bullshit Mm-hmm. I just don't think that would happen, um, especially the way that she's treating Daryl. Daryl tells her he went back for her, but she declares that the Reapers are her family. And she was, she seemed to be with Daryl for quite a long time. We're not yeah. sure like exactly how much time lapsed, but um, you know, I feel like she was with Daryl more time than she's been with these clowns. Yeah. And she and Daryl were in love but these nutters are her family right i'm just i'm not believing that if daryl said he came back for me my panties would hit the (laughs) ground so hard i'd have to fly to china to get them back without question then i would help him kill all the reapers in their sleep see what see what i did there yes kill all the reapers in their sleep sleep. yep i (laughs) see what you did (laughs) see what i did okay and pope seems like a right weirdo this is reminding me of a Manson family type cult and a lame one at that. Um, I had saw a clip of him like when Pope first comes on the scene uh-huh. and he keeps like kind of, <laughs> I don't even know like how to describe this. He keeps kind of like smacking his gums together. Like <laughs> he's chewing something or he has no teeth. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> but when I saw, when I, when I saw I him like, in- when I saw him in the preview, all I could think of was Walter White for some reason. <laughs> it's just, I was like, this is this Walter White character? <laughs> it's extremely, extremely odd. But anyway, so yeah, they, seem, they seem like a religious cult. Um, after allowing Daryl to be waterboarded within an inch of his life, Leah eventually steps up to stop it. Um, and then Pope has the little torture shed she's in with Daryl set on fire with them in it. But Daryl gets them out. Then Pope burns one of his own dudes, one of his own Reaper dudes alive. And it's, to my understanding, very graphic and very horrific. He holds his face into the fire while this guy's like screaming, screaming and catching oh. on fire, just burning. It's, it's awful. Um, right, like right on par with the horse thing. Like to my understanding, people oh. were saying that they did have to turn away. Um, I think this whole storyline is a scenic route to getting rid of Leah, oh. because obviously she's not going to be in that Carol Daryl spinoff. No, um, we just can't have her around. I don't know why they didn't have to really bring her back at all. If she's not going to come back and be, you know, part of the family with Daryl or whatever and survive, who gives a shit? Just let her 
you know, disappear like, well, not like Morales because he came back and got killed by Daryl, but, <laughs> but like Heath, like Heath. Yeah. You know, something like that. Um, I, I, I wouldn't have minded Leah coming back. I wouldn't have minded Daryl having to make a choice, you know, Leah or Connie, you know, when Connie comes back eventually. I wouldn't mind any of that. But to have her go, Charlie Manson. Yeah, and no, then, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't mind that if they did it, you know, right. But I feel like the only this is the only reason for the whole Reapers thing. And um, you know, it's just I feel like that's what's going to happen probably is either she's going to get bitten or injured in some substantial way. And probably Daryl's going to be the one to either outright kill her or put her down. Um, which, you know, maybe, maybe the reason in the end that he'll decide to go off with Carol, because who knows, maybe Connie will come back and finally, and her and Virgil will be married and have a kid by then who who the hell knows i know she's going to show back up i just don't know when yeah. um and honestly it's weird that daryl didn't hang around to save and help uh father g Any and maggie yeah. and her people um daryl doesn't leave people behind mm-hmm. and he would have saved gage too just like norman rita said that he would have saved that kid they you know they could have saved that kid um i mean he's been looking for rick's body for like six years yeah. Daryl's not a quitter. I just don't understand why he just took off with dog. And he, especially, especially with Maggie, I feel like, because they've been together since the farm. Yep. Um, and the way that Beth disappeared under his watch with the hospital people, no way would he have let, left Maggie. And he loved Herschel. I don't think he would have done that. I just think that was that was very odd and that's so that he could have this you know standalone episode and find Leah and I just think that's rubbish too got a lot of rubbish building tonight yep (laughs) but at least I'm not calling people dickholes this week I know (laughs) I happen to say that a lot but that's that's how I was feeling so so anyway so that's the that's the spoilers for that episode it um you know, I'm not super excited about it just because I, the the Reapers. I just um, I just just a placeholder. That. Yeah, to until, me, they're just a placeholder until they can wrap the series up. Yeah, and it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. It seemed like there was a bunch of them at the beginning, but now, and I know that Maggie and Megan and all took some out, and some were taken out in the woods, and of course, Father G. <laughs> wouldn't get that one peace of mind when he was dying and just killed him so it, there are less but it seems like well I mean some of them can't be killed obviously uh-huh. but <laughs> like that one that kept popping up and I'm not dead yet, <laughs> I'm not dead yet. So, but it seems like it's kind of I don't, what do they even want why are they just popping up and killing people all the time it's kind of ambiguous and I don't feel like there's I don't know maybe Gimple doesn't know but I'm just I would I had like some some hope for them besides the mask thing because I just think that's stupid but and I really need to know why all the villains have these cover band names (laughs) and the good guys down I'm gonna think I'm gonna think of some good name for for uh Daryl and Maggie's people and all I'm I'm gonna think of it 
And that's what we're going to start calling them because I don't think villains are the only people that deserve the cover band names. I'm coming up with it. I'll have it next time. All right. So we'll hold you to that. (laughs) We're going to, I have to say this about that. This is, you know, usually our spoiler section for other things that I found out for fear and for uh, world beyond. I'm going to be brief here because we hit a little on the Jadis reveal last time. And I'm going to have much, much more to come. I'm sussing out the legit spoilers from the rubbish uh, for both Fear fear and uh, World Beyond. But one thing is clear, of course, that Jadis Anne is going to show up on World Beyond. Um, She is actually seen in the trailer from the back several times, but thanks to another fucked up haircut, (laughs) we don't know it's her until we see her at the end of the trailer. Um, She does seem like she is elizabeth's right hand which begs a question where was she last season on world yeah. beyond did well, she couldn't... get a promotion that quickly oh um, well, they, they didn't yeah they didn't have her contract yet obviously <laughs> yeah but it's just, it's just <laughs> weird that she seems like so prominent suddenly uh-huh. when we know where world beyond left off yep and we know it, it has to start right back up in that same place mm-hmm and I even know like the, um, it was, it was shot like back to back. I'm pretty sure that both seasons were like shot. Here. They might've mm. been a little interrupted by COVID. So um, I'm not, I'm not positive about that, but it, it seems that way. Yeah. Um, you know, but the bigger question, of course, where's Rick? And I would not waste money betting that we'll see him on World Beyond. But if we ever do get a Rick movie, which is seeming less and less like a thing, because sure. now Andy's filming like another movie uh-huh. besides, you know, he was doing Penguin Bloom and now he's doing this other movie. Um, my guess would be he is in New York with Iris and Hope's father learning Japanese and mourning the loss of his boots. <laughs> That's what I think is going on there. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I'm, I have... Uh, with i mean unless people like search for spoilers and stuff like i do you guys have no idea it's just with three shows going on Uh filming either filming simultaneously or airing you know one's airing two are filming um or (laughs) one's airing one's done filming another one so it's um it's a lot because there's so many if you know because if people see someone just visiting the set oh, so-and-so's not dead, or oh, so-and-so's going to yeah. have, you know, dream about this person. Oh, they're going to do a flash. Well, they could have been, you know? for God's sakes, they could be just directing the episode. We've seen yeah. that before, and, too. <laughs> well, um, yes, and Michael Cudlitz has directed, um, again, this season. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that's part of it, too. But there's so, you know, there's so much. And then, you know, how those rumors get started about that, that especially now that Rosita has mentioned dreaming, you know, people are like, oh, and Rosita uh, has another dream about Abraham and they show it. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not convinced that that happens. I think he was probably just there, like I said, maybe directing the episode, but could yeah. be. But I have not heard from any like of my regular legitimate uh, spoiler sources that this has happened. So I'm not going to say, you know, that it has. And um, if I'm convinced of it, you know. I'll let everybody know and you know some other things that I've heard from for world beyond and and fear um <laughs> fear seems like it's going to be a wild ride and I'm just yeah. just the fallout from 
the bombs and stuff and how they were saved just by hiding under car but then (laughs) (laughs) but then you know a little little weirdo girl turned to ash and people are still like oh you know she's probably going to come back with um no she turned to ash and blew away she's not coming back to the walker so don't give that another thought and i've had people like i've seen heated debates about that but you know that's not going to be a thing so don't hold your breath people so no must be real must be real hard to keep track of all the the spoilers and the rumors and and tease them all out and i i I get overwhelmed even with just what i see on your board it's like a second job yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i know my nags appreciate it yeah my my nags and fans i know they appreciate it but yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a second job and i do have like um an excel spreadsheet (laughs) 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 i can't track the things on the the um legit ones are in purple (laughs) ones that i i don't believe myself are in yellow that i have to suss out and um you know the really solid ones are in orange so (laughs) <laughs> and um and you know broken down by show and stuff like that and you know because people are saying with world beyond it, that it's going to overlap at some point which um you know I'm, I'm not convinced about that just because you know where they're filming they filmed in in actual virginia uh-huh. and you know walking dead still filming in georgia and fear of the walking dead is in virginia so I'm, I'm not sure how that would happen, you know, and have like the same, the same sets and things like that. So I'll figure it out though. Mm-hmm. So that's all I had to say about that. Okay. And uh, I do, since this was a, like a, a dedicated kid episode, I do want to give a shout out to my sweet peas, Francis and Martin who hopefully will never listen to this trash podcast <laughs> where I'm using so much foul language, but um, I love you guys bunches and I'm sure they're sleeping like the little sweeties that they are. And I guess that's it for us. And we'll be back next week. Okay. Like it or not. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Keep a lid on those dad jokes, man. i know he won't he's just gonna rev it up what am i even what am i even saying (laughs) all right so until next week then we did it two episodes in one week we did back to back yay for us yay (laughs) all right right. night everyone good night ben good night darlene